we welcome you to the preaching service of the Scots Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and we are so pleased to have you. I imagine we could find a lot of people who would say that it is hard to believe that this is the first Lord's Day in the month of August. How swiftly, how swiftly time flies by. This morning, I want to talk upon a subject about pods of perseverance or two perseverance. Uh, I love the book of Hebrews. It seems that uh, there are just so many, many teachings that we need to be mindful of and teachings that we need to obey. And so uh, this morning we're going to look into the book of Hebrews. Of course, we will be looking a lot in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, which is the faith chapter of the Bible. And friends, I would say on the onset that as we think about where we are in our world today, uh, our relationships with our relationship with Jesus Christ and all that is going on that there is certainly a grave grave need for Christians and people who are seeking to follow the teachings of the scriptures and following Jesus Christ to have the word perseverance in their vocabulary the only book in the New Testament that totally is given to teaching about perseverance is the book of Hebrews. Uh, as we look back through the years of time and we look at the Israelites, it seems like it seems very fair to say that the Israelites uh, were the all-time giver uppers. Uh, but the Hebrew letter is not about giving up. It is a message about the importance of perseverance. And again, I say that uh, when we think about the different words uh, from the Holy Bible that we need to be mindful of, and the words especially, some are more important than others, it is the word of perseverance. Certainly as we look at the book of uh, Hebrews, uh, we know that there is tremendous instruction, admonition, and uh, on we could go. And in chapters 2 through uh, uh, chapter 11, verses 2 through 10, uh, we read, of course, about, uh, uh, or beg your pardon, uh, reading chapters 2 through 10, well, we read about the great high priest, and of course, that's Jesus Christ. We read of the priesthood of Jesus. And we understand in reading the Bible that we have been told that we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with our infirmities. The great high priest who wants, who wants us to persevere, persevere, seeing then we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race set before us. And probably, friends, if you have been listening to the podcast through the years, I think we're probably on our way now to about 165, 170 of them. And, uh, and if you have been listening to the podcast uh, through the years, uh, that I am sure that I have commented more than once about um, the day in which we are living a day when we're seeing unbelievable things taking place, and a day, my friends, 
when there's no question but that we need to have a knowledge of his word and have a desire to be obedient to his word and also to persevere and be faithful to the end. Now let's notice that as we look at this 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, that we notice the, the example of those who have gone before. That's what Hebrews 11 is all about, the great faith chapter of the Bible. And when you put faith in a context of perseverance, we see the importance of learning to trust in Jesus Christ. I love the verse. I probably may be overdo it and talking about it, but where it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, listen, brothers and sisters, to what I'm about to say. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Friends, that is so, so true. And so we look at this faith chapter of the Bible. We look at Hebrews 11, and uh, we see as we walk our way through it that Noah preached for 120 years, and no one responded. Someone has said that what we need in our world today, we hear so much about email and email, and email is we need to be giving up and we need to be having what some would call uh, an email, uh, where we kneel and fervently pray and fervently ask for God's guidance and God's blessings. Yes, not only do we notice that uh, it is very hard when we look at life and uh, uh, it's very, very hard uh, not to give up. We look at Abraham, for instance, uh, 75 years old, and he was told, told that he would have a child, and but he waited 25 more years, and at 100 years of age, Isaac was born. Persevering, seeking to follow, and be faithful to the Lord and God in his leading and in his teaching. And we know before Isaac... Uh, got very far in life, God asked Abraham to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. And this is very powerful teaching in the word. And I'm sure that there were all kinds of emotions that Abraham experienced. But yet at the same time, he persevered. And we know how that God provided in that situation. Uh, we look at Joseph. Joseph languished in prison. And we notice, though, as we study the life of Joseph, that uh, Joseph stayed with God. And he was tempted, as we know, by Potiphar's wife. And when he was tempted by Potiphar's wife, so to speak, he picked up his clothes and he ran. And he uh, persevered and sought to do what was right. And friends, we continue, for instance, we look at Moses in this uh, 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, and it's very amazing, and I want to read something here real quickly, and we'll talk more about him in just a second. It says in the 11th chapter that, in verse 22, or 3, by faith Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid uh, of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, 
when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, uh, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. And we can continue to read. And we know that uh, concerning the Israelites, God's chosen people, that uh, we know that they were in the wilderness for 400 years. They complained, they complained, and they complained. They worshiped the golden calf. And Moses didn't say, I give up. He said, it is written, is it any wonder that the writer of the book of Hebrews compares the faithfulness of Jesus to Moses? Uh, I want us to turn also back to the book of Numbers, and we read about uh, some very important happenings. We've read probably some of these verses before, but I want to read from Numbers, the 13th chapter, and this is where that the Lord had said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Cana, which I am giving to the Israelites from their ancestral tribe, send one of the leaders. And we read about this, and we start, if you will, uh, in the... The, uh, we'll start with the uh, 21st verse of that 13th chapter of the book of, of Numbers and listen to what it says. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rehob toward Rehob Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron where Ahinam and Shehai and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zone in Egypt. And when they reached the land of Ashkelon, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. And two of them carried it on a pole between them, uh, along with some pentagrams and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. And at the end of the 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. This is talking about uh, going and searching out the land of Canaan. And they came back to Moses, and they came back to Aaron, and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. And there they said, uh, the scriptures tell us, reported to them to the whole assembly and showed them fruit of the land. And they gave Moses this account. We went up and to the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is the fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak uh, there. The Amalekites live in the, in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. 
But the men who had gone up with them said, We cannot attack those people. They are stronger than we. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that uh, they make your part of the land they had explored. And they said the land, uh, explo- uh, the land we explored devours those living in it. And all the people saw uh, there are of great size. And we saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. Great teachings in the Holy Word about uh, uh, going and doing. Moses asked them what they needed to do is to go and to search out the land of Cana. And we know that the only two over 20 years of age, Joshua and Caleb, got to see the promised land. And they got to see the promised land, brothers and sisters, because that they persevered. Friends, we know that as we read the New Testament, read the scriptures, that Jesus has gone to prepare for us, that he's gone to prepare a home. As it reads in John, the first chapter, I have gone to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. And what we need to see, friends, just like Joshua and Caleb, uh, the other 10 spies, they zeroed in on the obstacles, they zeroed in on the giants, they had no faith uh, of any significance and had seemingly very little endurance. And consequently, listen to me, friends, in the Holy Word, 10 of those spies did not get to see Cana. Friends, today it's hard to get our minds on Jesus Christ. It's hard to even carve out, so to speak, uh, time to go to the house of the Lord and worship the Lord, sing the great hymns of praise, come around his table, remember his death, his burial, his resurrection, and pray, and, uh, and on we could go and share in the word. And so what we need to see, that uh, just as we look at Joshua and Caleb, and we know that Joshua was a type of Christ, a picture of Christ to come, and I love those teachings, uh, the words of Caleb. It says, Caleb silenced the people, stilled the people, and helped them, try to help them to realize that they can get to the promised land. Friend, I hope and pray that as I am bringing this message that you are a Christian. I pray that you're not only a Christian, but that you are a devout Christian. And I hope and pray that I'm talking to people who have, and uh, maybe not thought about it, but have the word perseverance in their vocabulary because it is so important. As we look all the way, starting in Genesis 1-1 and going all the way through the Bible, we notice it was those who persevered, who picked up the cross, who did what God asked them to do, that shared in the manifold blessings of God. I enjoy also reading the book of Philippians. We know Paul was in, uh, in prison when he wrote to the Christians at Philippi and people for all time to come. And uh, we find those words in the third chapter. They're so powerful. Paul said, and just try to visualize that he's in this old dungeon, this old dungeon and dirty and grimy place. And he's sitting down 
and he gives out these words that I press on toward the mark, the prize, the calling, high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So friends, if we think about persevering, let's realize first of all the example as we have just talked about who have gone before us. And then the second thing, it says looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. In many ways I feel safe in saying that nothing will help us more than looking continually unto Jesus. Jesus, and I don't want to be flippant with my terminology here, but Jesus was the all-time perseverer. Jesus constantly was tested. We know the Bible tells us that he was tempted in all points like you and me, but yet at no time did he succumb to sin. Jesus steadfastly, the Bible tells us, set his face toward Jerusalem. We know as we look at the days coming up to his death on the cross, his burial, his resurrection, he said, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And then also when we think about Jesus' ministry, how that he prayed that, that we might uh, be individuals, Christians, who would look continually and steadfastly unto him who is the author and the finisher of our faith. But also he asked that we pray, that we would pray that we might be one. One of the great prayers, we know the Lord's Prayer is a prayer that uh, our Lord gave us and it is such a beautiful and profound prayer, but the, the model prayer. But the prayer that he wants us to pray in this day he said that they might be one in John the 17th chapter that they might be one and we know a house divided itself cannot stand it, the importance of unity uh, many times cannot be measured so how did Jesus start this great prayer he said I have glorified you on earth looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and uh, that, that's so important that we understand in reading the scriptures that he is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. And so we realize that uh, uh, we have a tremendous blessing that can come our way when we persevere for the case of Christ. And then also look unto him as our helper. These are pods to perseverance. Realize, look at those who've gone before us, look unto Jesus, and then look unto him as our helper. Listen, friends, this may sound simplistic. It may seem like it's not all that deep a theology, but there is no one who will ever, ever, ever be a friend like Jesus can be unto you in any and all situations you persevere you stay with him and you will be able to look back and see that he was with you all the time he is living within us to help us persevere hebrews 12 12 is a powerful verse of scripture and there this is what it says in hebrews 12 12 therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees and verse 13 Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, uh, disabled, but rather healed. Friends, strengthen the knees physically, 
spiritually, emotionally. And there is one answer, and the help that Jesus can give, and the help that our brothers and sisters in Christ can give. You know, uh, when we talk about, we mentioned earlier in our message that Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter of the Bible. And uh, we know, and I'm sure if I were to ask you that you would say you know this, and that love is uh, 13, 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter of the Bible. And so, but one of the greatest pods to perseverance, how that we can be encouraged, is helping one another. Galatians 6 says, Bear you one another's burdens, and there fulfill the law of Christ. Helping one another to perseverance is what it is that it's all about. We know that Paul, as he came to the closing of his life, and he shared these words in 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. Henceforth there is laid up for me, and I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall give unto me, but not only unto me, but unto all who love his appearing. Friend, let me read that again. That is a tremendous thing to in life to have the goal to persevere and be able to say with the great Apostle Paul when he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the, fo- the course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall give unto me, but not only unto me, but unto all who love his appearing. Friends, if we live long enough and Jesus tarries in his coming, we're going to leave, leave this world. And wouldn't it be great if each one of us could say with, uh, with ease and not being cocky and not being vain or, vain or whatever, but that we could say, as Paul said, uh, I've fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight and I have finished the course. I get a hold of this. Paul said, I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall give unto me, but not only unto me, but unto all who love his appearing. Yes, pods for persevering. Look at those who have gone on before us. And that's found in the faith chapter of the Bible. And then also realize is as the Bible admonishes us in the book of Hebrews, is that we keep our focus looking on to Jesus. Friend, it, it hurts me so badly because it appears that so many in our world today uh, seemingly reflect that uh, they just don't really care, don't really care about the Lord's love, don't care about uh, serving and sharing the greatest teachings in all the world, the teachings in the Holy Bible. And, uh, and so we need as Christians, friends, to persevere. And as we persevere is to do everything to be the salt of the earth, to be the light of the world. And friends, good things never escape the eye of our heavenly father he sees there isn't the bible talks about every hair on our heads being numbered as a sparrow that falls to the ground but that he's mindful of it the almighty 
the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And so I challenge us, not only, as I said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, but also to look unto him as our helper. He wants to give us strength for the task. He wants to give us help so that we can finish the course and have the hope of eternal life. Father, we thank you for these words. We thank you, thank you, thank you. And Father, I pray that all of us will study life and we will see the profoundness, how intelligent it is. Matter of fact, the greatest uh, intelligent decision we can make is to give our lives to Christ. And that, Father, we'd make up our minds to live for him so that when we come to the end of the road, we do not have to face it as a person who has no hope but we can face it with a realization when we leave this world that we will be in the presence of Christ. In his name we pray, amen.